0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Moderate Majority with James and Zach and our unpaid intern, Dusty Bottoms, who oh, just, just got a stern talking to in the corner over there. Uh, it was welcome. uncomfortable
1: for everybody who was in the room. Yeah.
0: Welcome to episode 13 of season two, under the scope of nuance, uh, and I believe we called the last one, which we uploaded literally five minutes before we started recording this one. Uh like polls, media, and perceptions, and this—that was part one. So this week will be part two. Uh, Jimmy, we're going to mostly be talking about that. Um, train can, we, can we call the town hall? <laughs> we'll call it a train wreck. I don't think we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the CNN town hall—whether uh, that was had any value uh, for anything, or did it? Did it bring value? Did it have any value, or did it damage,
1: or should have happened at all?
0: Yeah, or should have happened at all um so we'll talk about that that's gonna kind of be our main focus we're actually gonna have a short one not because we want to because we have to the schedule deems it so we're gonna just kind of tackle that um we'll hit this intro real quick so we can leave ourselves some time and then um i feel like every time we come back and we talk about ukraine mm-hmm. and we're like nothing's going on then all of a sudden the ukrainians are like oh zelensky's listening to our <laughs> podcast he's like oh. Now the time is to strike. <laughs> the Russians are looking, listening to uh, the moderate majority with James and Sack, and they think nothing is happening, so now we strike. So, uh, yeah, there's been some uh, some role reversal uh, recently, some shaping actions for this counteroffensive, which may actually happen sometime soon. Super. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that when we do our, our quick Ukraine update. But, anyway, uh, word on the street is uh, you haven't slept in 24 hours.
1: No, I had about three hours before I got here, but from Thursday to Friday, yeah. So when we scheduled this thing for 8.45, why the hell did you say yes? Because this is the only time we could really probably do it. Oh, God. Actually, if we're going to do this quick, let me just sum this up. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm doing. That's how I feel. This, let's just move on. Yeah, that wasn't, he wasn't taking a dump. That was no. literally like the sound of the exit. No, I, I woke up this morning and my you know eyes swollen. Uh, <laughs> tired i did it was it was for a good cause though i'm not a good cause but i mean i I had a really good time last night i went to the disney music hall and watched uh, psycho yeah with the live orchestra yeah the score that's awesome awesome stuff i suggest anybody to do that when they when they have those like little movie nights it was cool it was fun uh was it worth staying up for yeah probably you know because it's not something you do every day um you know we're, we're, I I this close to canceling today.
0: Oh that's, that's <laughs> cool. Hey, hey, listen, and I have to say it was pretty epic because I was like, Yeah, you're not the guy that I'm not the yeah, guy. Was, to, I'm not the guy that has to drive. But it was epic because I was about three minutes late to my own to my own podcast and uh <laughs> and I rolled out of the car with uh PJ bottoms, a t-shirt, no shoes on, with my two kids, my two sons, who I, I ran back over uh to grab them. Um and then brought them back over here. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a second. I do have to get up earlier. I can't just stay and roll out of bed and come out. I have to get up, then go grab my two boys, then come back. And and yeah, I was only three minutes late, so it felt like it was on time. That's no, like ten were, minutes. Were, early.
1: That's like ten minutes no, early you for were on me. time. You were fine. Um,
0: and right. we're gonna add another a nuanced layer into this episode, into this show moving forward mm. when we do our introductions. Uh, actually, he's shown he's completely incapable of being ready for this. But we're doing it anyway because, hey, like our country, this show has become a train wreck as well, um, and we all feel train wrecky. We should just train wreck as we go together. Dusty, Dusty Bottoms, how you doing, buddy? We're gonna bring you in. Talk to talk to the good folks. Slide over here with that rollie chair that we told you not to have. You gotta get close.
1: And there was no we in that. I didn't. We oh, told him he could never roll a chair. I never said that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you were like I fired like, him like five times, yeah. but I've never said he couldn't do something. Right.
0: Like that. All right, Dusty, how, how are you doing? I don't know. You don't know how you're doing. This is making really bad podcasts. You, you just can't get can't get good help these days. You just I know. can't. You can't. Like, how are you doing?
1: James made me tired. Oh, wow, Damn. wow. Damn. How did he do that? So just blame the boss, just like everybody else does. Got it. Uh, you're 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 headed for a bright future.
0: I, I believe you had an amazing moment at your school yesterday. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Right. What 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 happened? Well, I did like a reading. Okay, but just keep focusing on there. I did a reading about gratitude. Yeah, um, and what did you write about? Like some like summarize over the three groups you took. You talked about my family, my friends, and my teachers. Yeah, well. there wasn't a dry eye in the fucking house. Really, like people were texting us, like other parents that were there were texting, and like, oh my god. Why isn't my child like yours?
1: Did you write it too? Um, yeah, you yeah. wrote it? Yeah, oh, that's
0: cool. Well, it was um, like fucking Caro, but for a fifth grader writing about gratitude. <laughs> yeah. but so, um, some parent, of remember camp, drove... Drove, drove up to down pick down up their down. kids and for their kids goes, I wish my kids were like you. I heard your reading today. That was incredible. Wow. And then looked back at the seat and goes, you could, you could do good to listen and follow this one's example right here.
1: <laughs> All the other kids are like... Oh Oh, son of a bitch. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. This kid ruined it for all of us.
0: (laughs) And that's what being a unicorn is, my friend. You know, it's not you're not gonna find any friends out there being a mystical a mystical creature. You know, unfortunately. And your dad dad? your dad would know, because I'm a fucking unicorn too.
1: So is James. I'm just a fat guy.
0: James. James is a unicorn. I'm just a fat guy. James is a unicorn centaur. He's called a centicorn. It's <laughs> called a centicorn. <laughs> Centicle? <laughs> centicles. Yeah, centicles. Get your fucking fat-ass centicles over here, you centicorn. <laughs>
1: centicles.
0: <are> smelly <laughs> yeah, today. You unitar. <laughs> that, sounds even, that sounds even worse. Let's go with centicorn. <laughs> Let's go with centicoles. <laughs> yeah,
1: centicles. They're sweaty
0: and hot. Dear gosh. You know what, we should really, <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I just saw something the other day that <laughs> with the new updates of the thing that said that like literally almost two-thirds of the people that listen to our, our podcast are women. And I was oh. like, I'm like, how's that possible considering that we're such buffoons sometimes? But we, we've always been like this, so I guess we probably shouldn't stop. I mean, there's some sort of appeal
1: to it. We've always been this way. Yeah, I like mean, we've been on. The, we're like middle aged, and we've always. Been yeah, this way. like there's did, not a story arc to our behavior. Yeah, it's been flatline yeah. buffoonery the they're entire they're time. Like maybe we can save them. It sounds sweet, no. genuine, <laughs> caring, and knowledgeable. But there's, no. that's children. No. Um, yeah. No. They so, probably they probably play this to remind themselves of why they dislike men. Or <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or no, or, or, men. or or I think the the more realistic thing is like you know.
0: They they have they have to be disappointed in the shortcomings of most of the men in their lives because frankly that's that's what that's what men are good
1: for. Maybe uh, they listen to us to say this is what my this is what my husband's probably thinking you effing moron.
0: Yeah yeah or or they're like wow they're really they're really, they're really well read and well thought and I enjoy, and I and I and I enjoy and I enjoy I enjoy the, the perspective. <laughs> I enjoy, the, I enjoy the political push perspective. And for like an hour and a half, usually sometimes two hours, I can secretly in my car while I'm driving somewhere enjoy the buffoonery and childlike nature of men without having to like explain, my, explain
1: myself to, to uh, my female friends. Yeah. Usually uh, the, the few women friends that I have that actually have listened to this are like, So you're the sidekick? That's what they tell me. And I'm like, I think I contribute. And they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, you're like the sidekick. And I was like, Cool. All right, I, wow. I just don't go with the sidekick. Th- that's just the I don't of- talk a lot because I don't like doing this no, at all. <laughs> no,
0: that, that's their nice way. That's their nice way of saying that the other guy
1: talks way too no, fucking no, no, no. much. Yeah. No, just like, you know, because you you drive the conversation, and I uh, typically am over here uh, doing on a piece of paper. I,
0: yeah, I'm looking over there, and, and tonight, today, and this just tells you how good this episode's going to go. You're the only one with notes. Oh. No, no, I just wrote that really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a page length of notes, really quick. Uh, so wait, Dusty, you ran away. We're not finished. Get your ass back over here. Well, that's cool. Gratitude. Over. Tell us more. Yeah. So you had a you had a good day with I reading. Thought you me? Guys were done with me. Yeah. No. 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 James. <laughs> I mean, actually, James will James will tell you get your ass in the corner. It's an unpaid he's internship.
1: You. You'll be told when you were done with
0: you. I, I, and honestly, in all in all in all honesty, in a sincere moment, man, I could have not been more proud of this dude. Like I actually got uh the down low a tip the hot tip before it happened. And I got to hear it and like I like brought tears to my eyes. It was pretty incredible. You know. This dude this dude's like all the best versions of me without the dark side that is inside of me. You know. Is you now. Yeah, that is the that is the jaded part of me and the from my early twenties when I built giant fortress walls through some life experiences. By the way, kid, I'm looking at you with your giant big heart and your feels. Don't ever build giant fortress walls. Because it does lead to a a dark side and a place of unfeeling, which is never good in the human experience. And even though at some point I broke some of those down, there are still ruins that remain. And you never fully go back to being, you know, just, you know, pure light. But the world's not going to understand you. That's just the truth. So, you know, that's okay. There's going to be a small handful of people that do, and that's all that matters. And you're going to be a force of good in the world, no matter, you know, what what the scope is. So, there you have it. I'm proud of you, little guy.
1: Now get back over here in your corner, you unpaid intern. Uh, I'll just say try harder next time, because it just sounds like yep. something that a, that a douche should say. Take your stein
0: and drink that beer we gave you. All right. Oh, man, he is knocking it back like a pro right now. <laughs> Hey, hey, back, you know, about what, well, in the era where, uh <laughs> where, um who, who's, oh my God, this how early in the morning it is, Uh why, why am I having a hard time? You have Clarence Thomas, and who's our other best friend from the He'll Supreme Court? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, back in the time that Alito likes to go back to when he's, he's calling up, um. You know, precedence for his court case decisions. <laughs> <laughs> young boys young boys drank ale for breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was legal.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, we're
0: going back to that. So they
1: have to work at McDonald's until a, two A.M. in the morning. Yeah,
0: that's all I'm saying. All right. Hey, uh, Dusty, can you make sure you pull up our screen? There we
1: go. Excellent. All right. Good job. That's just, so you've earned your not pay today. Yeah,
0: that's our that's our enjoyable uh that's our that's our train wreck of an intro. We're gonna take a quick break, which is really just gonna be us hitting the stop button. Um, I've learned to sleep with my eyes open. Then hitting <laughs> then the record button shortly thereafter. <laughs> we'll catch you guys in a second. welcome back to the moderate majority and our creaking floorboards here we have in this 17th century uh, dungeon yeah barn we're not in the bunker yeah we're in bar- dungeon yeah barn that we've moved to out in the middle of New Hampshire since we were on scene for <laughs> <laughs> the topic of which we're going to be discussing which is the new Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire town hall put on by CNN we we came to site uh, it was uh, it was a fun fun time getting over here but yeah they put us up in a barn out here uh outside of manchester so
1: um it's not really even a barn it's just you know one wall
0: yeah and then a creaky a
1: creaky floorboard
0: it's good times yeah
1: we have barnyard animals with us now we do
0: uh
1: we're not legitimate everybody likes jeb the mule yeah <laughs>
0: jeb's jeb's been a, a big help around here so all right our ukraine update um so yeah we've had uh some counterattacks. uh and some successful ones at that. And uh, Pejorin Pejorin Yergi Pejorin I finally learned how to say Yay. it. The guy from Wagner. Um, he's been losing his fucking mind. <laughs> Just like screaming all over the place. Um, we joked about it in the intro. Uh, I swear to God, every time we talk about that there's nothing going on, I swear to God, it happens after. I think I texted you in the middle of the week.
1: I'm like... It's, it's begun. It's begun. Yeah. That's, that's all I, I got. Dot, dot, dot. All <laughs> right. I, I knew what he was talking about, so I go to, like, websites and sources, and I've not seen anything. So <laughs> he finally calls me. I was like, where are you getting this stuff? And he goes, are you questioning? Are you questioning me right now? I have sources on the ground. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never wrong about Ukraine. I'm like, the... I'm just not seeing it. Like, I just, it was an affront to his, like, character. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where are you getting this? I'm not seeing anything at all. So what are you talking about, start dude? inundating him with localized maps. Listen, this is what's going like, on. I'm going to send you this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I don't even understand what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> this is a country. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: James, James was like, "Does the light blue signify that there's been flooding outside of Montgomery, Alabama?" I'm like, "That's what are these sad. red
1: lines and blue lines for?" Ah, uh, God, it's oh,
0: we're trying to trying to keep this guy up up to date. Hey, Dusty, I think you zoomed in too much there, a little bit. There you go, buddy. Thank you. So basically, what has begun is that the Ukrainians uh, with So they've slowly been rotating out these professional soldiers and these other guys that have been um, at the front fighting and dying for a long time now. And they've begun to uh, rotate and uh, move in these guys that were trained in the West with modern equipment. And so uh, that's what we've seen. We've seen some shaping operations. They're they're testing out some of these new uh, strategies and these weapons and the formations. And I'd say that they've been uh downright successful um I started on the so they're basically I'd say the Ukrainians hold about maybe five to ten percent of Bakhmut City proper left somewhere around there and they just have like dug in and that last 10 percent and the Russians were pushing the flanks so that that part of Bakhmut was kind of a cauldron if you will or imagine it like a giant wart at the tip of somebody's nose, sticking out. That's um, so one giant wart. That is a giant wart. Uh, and so what the Ukrainians are starting to do is take back land on the flanks to push that line so that it's not a cauldron, but it's basically flat. And they uh, they hit south of Bakhmut first uh, and took back like about a three square kilometer territory, knocking the Russians all the way back to... Uh, the canal this is where yorgi bajoran was like flipping out because there was just video of like russians being slaughtered and then running for their lives like and he was like what the hell is that bullshit um i think it was the sixth and eighth brigades of uh the russian 72nd which has been abused over and over again once in harki once in here now here they are again they're like go back to it guys um and then a number of other small counterattacks to the south, but they took back area uh some counterattacks in the Bakhmut itself. They retook the uh the College of Industry, which is like a industrial college there. And then the big one the other day was to the north, they took back like a like a, essentially altogether like a ten square kilometer area and like took back the heights uh north of um Cromova, which is uh Suburb, other community that the Russians have been trying to take to kind of encircle, um, Bakhmut completely. So what Pejorin is going out there and saying is that like I think that they're going to try to encircle us, like Wagner and Pian you know the VDV that are inside the city. Yeah, they're going to circle and encircle. I mean, really, when you look at this is the and just in this area to put this in perspective, this is the first time the Ukrainians have taken ground and been on the attack for a while in months yeah. in this area. They've just been slowly bleeding and giving ground. I was actually not talking to you, but talking to somebody else at work, and I was saying, to me, this is, I believe that Bakhmut in this modern conflict, if, you, if we want to compare the Ukraine, Ukrainian-Russian war right now to World War II, I think that this is going to be, Bakhmut is going to be um, Russia's Stalingrad. But the other way around, yeah. because it played out almost exactly the same way. If, you, if you're if you a student of history, if you're not, um, the Russians in their drive to capture the Baku oil fields, the Germans in their drive to capture the oil Baku fields in World War II, um, diverted Hitler diverted a lot of his forces to the south because they're having an issue with petrol and being able to continue to supply uh, these long logistical supply chains from all the land they've taken in continental Europe. And so he kind of diverted uh troops from the northern campaign, which was he was laying siege to Leningrad to prove a point that ended up being a disaster, instead of so just taking that city when he could have. <laughs> and they were actually on the outskirts of Moscow. <clears throat> and um and so Stalingrad ended up being this point because it was on the Volga River where the Russians kind of held out and it was brutal fighting, street by street, and the Germans actually pushed the Russians to about 10% of the city up against the Volga river in an industrial area of all places. Um, and were pushing the flanks and the city was about already collapsed. I mean, you had, you had Russian soldiers be just being streamed in across boats and whatever they could cross the river with Mm -hmm. while the Germans were dive bombing and trying to blow up these boats and then push, push them out. And finally, you know, uh, let's not not give a knock to Western aid and supply, which allowed the Russians to continue their industry of building battle tanks and things like this. The tide starts to turn. The Russians start hitting the flanks around the theater of Stalingrad and turning it. And eventually, you know, history is history. So I just, I'm seeing this as the same thing, this army, this entire army group, like really destroying themselves for this city, which is meaningless in the grand scheme of the strategy of the entire war and the entire front, but as obviously has this huge symbolic meaning, uh, which transcends sometimes strategic, uh, value, mm-hmm. um, especially for the Ukrainians, obviously, like this is the rock that they've decided. I yeah, think, I think Zelensky and like his generals, I, like sat down and were like, you know, uh, against American advice. We're like, we understand all that, and we understand we don't have to take the cost, but this is the rock that we're going to break this army on.
1: Yeah. And so... Um, I think you've seen some news reports to that, in terms of them not doing what the Western alliances asked them to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I don't know.
0: Well, the flanks, the flanks are weak. The flanks are weak, and we talked about this. I, and we talked about this last week on our show, which unfortunately people are just going to be hearing... You know, now maybe while we're recording this one. But I was saying, knowing what we know about where the Russian troops are, if I was gonna do a counterattack, I actually would probably choose Bakhmut because there's no defense line set up and it is right in the smack middle of all this. You break through you break that army and circle it, you hit those flanks and the flanks are weak, and you start driving back into the middle of that territory. You split basically the, the the whole thing into two two theaters and you can roll it up either way kind of come around those things and then push from those spots but we'll see how that all plays yeah. out but this is the, the point is is what what's been seen on drone video and what they've captured uh the strategy of these new units uh obviously there's a lot more offensive capability i was you know watching uh, heavy heavy tanks come into areas and just demolish dugouts and um and lay down like just a just insane fire while IFVs, infantry fighting vehicles rolled in and these you know uh units of uh highly trained offensive capable infantry units came out and supported and just you know decimate everything that the tanks didn't take out i mean it was i i think i when i called you i was like it was like watching it was like watching an american army or a western army like small squad assault tactics
1: Well, and also mobility, mobility, mobility. Right. And that's the nature of modern warfare. And the other side of it, too, I think we talked about it that day was, uh, you know, owning the night, you know, being able to maneuver and get into position in the darkness of night is something that's always been unique to the, well, not always, but it's something that we've developed. Right. You know, the U.S. uh, and and modern, you know, armies have developed being able to move at night. Right. Yeah. I mean. And be just as productive at night as you are during the day. It's, it's hard. It, <laughs> so yeah, it's a hard it, thing it, to do. It Sounds easy, like oh, technology is awesome, but you're dealing with thousands of guys trying to get you know battle command, you know, uh, orders to front lines that are chaotic at best, you know, and getting them in the right position to do the right thing. That's got to be utterly difficult to do.
0: Yeah, I think we would be remiss to say too that the other big <clears> news coming out of that front is um, Ben Wallace and the Brits openly uh, confirm that they've given the Storm Shadow uh, long-range missile system to the Ukrainians.
1: Um, I like that you couldn't confirm or deny uh, No, we just did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, and just for those of you who don't know, it's basically a cruise missile that's fired from aircraft, and it goes around 150-something miles if you're, you know, American. Maybe this but, is a good thing to... You know, talk
1: about the supersonic missile accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was. I was
0: that's, a, that's a good point. Uh, I think we we're kind of heading in that direction, yeah. Like, uh, uh, also, so you know, and they've already used it apparently in Luhansk, like way behind lines. They just hit a building where a bunch of high level uh leaders were meeting. I think somebody from the Duma almost got, got their lost their head there, so um, yeah, that's going to be a game changer in terms of like what their aircraft also was uh, caught a video of uh, an attack squadron of Ukrainian aircraft. A lot of them make 29s from the uh, poles that got delivered. It was about six of them. And you're just sitting there going, dude, <laughs> not only did their small air air force survive this war, <laughs> but now they've got better planes and their pilots. I, I mean, where the, where the Ukrainians have really been brilliant is their patience, right? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to to hold this off and divert this, but the the ability to, to see long term and not throw everything you have into something and be like, okay, with one arm I'm gonna hold the shield and just hold back as long as I can, as painful as it's gonna be. And on the other hand, I'm gonna just train, 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 so that I end up midway through this thing. With more soldiers, more equipment, better training, a more effective fighting force than I had when this war even started, and that's really what you're what you're seeing. And if you think about long wars in history in modern times, those are the countries that win. Like, I mean, look at America, right? World War II, where this isolated nation didn't really have an air force. It was called an air guard, like mm-hmm. a civilian, like like right, like. We ended up with the most
1: and navy. Our navy was not modern,
0: right at the beginning. Of right, right. Time. We yeah. ended up. We ended up with the most modern, most effective, most powerful military fighting force by the end of the war. And you could say the same thing about the Russians. The Russian army was a joke, and for what it, I think it still lacked tactics. But it ended up bigger. With better, more modern weapons, well, and, and and well. and, and, yeah. and it learned and it learned strategy that yeah. it, it the officer class. Well, I don't know about strategy, but yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they learned it, but they never updated it. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. They still they still operated off of that. Well, yeah. it was just you know, mass... but it was
1: it was effective during the biggest war that they ever fought. Yeah, so. mass
0: tactics uh, of just massing infantry, mm. and something they still do. That. I mean, I just read an interview with uh, with uh, Ukrainians head army general and he was saying you know like that's the difference is you can see in modern warfare had any other nation s- sustained this type of losses in battle the war would be over Yeah, but not Russia Russia is one of the only countries and he says and that just shows you the value of life
1: I think Russia. that's what we've been saying for, for yeah. months now right yeah exactly right you know, Even, there is a mindset that you're battling along with the physical like the, you know, with the troops, you're, you're, this culture is armed with, um, you know, and I'm not, and this is not a blanket, like uh, this culture is bankrupt or terrible. It's simply just an objective statement that they're armed with this idea that, that you sacrifice for the state to the nth degree that I'm not sure that a lot of Western nations, I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, not, not to skip ahead, but we're, we're talking about, you know, candidates go, you know, for the 2024 election, talking about, getting rid of any support for nato and ukraine right right? because we don't want to sacrifice dollars and bullets for other people to shoot and to spend and you're like we haven't uh, the energy and the production that we have spent on this conflict is minimal right and we're we're arguing about that here right you know what i mean yeah the resolve of the russian people and their mindset to keep that whole sacrificial like, hey, life isn't necessarily good anyway and the government's always going to ask you to do more than you really are wanting to do and so you just do it. And obviously that's summing up hundreds of years of, of how we got to this mentality from pe- peasant class to you know stringing together mu- multicultural, multinational sort of coalition that makes the Russian sort of culture itself. Right. Um, it's it's mind-boggling. You're sitting there going, we're, we're, we're arguing over literally accountant shit and they're arguing over hundreds of thousands of deaths and, and, and hundreds of thousands of people getting wounded. You know what I mean? Like, Whoa, dude, like this is weird. We're, We're ready to give up. They're ready to keep going. There's
0: been this. So what was interesting was that in that article, he, he goes on to say, you know, whereas we're the opposite, right? We value life more than anything else. And he says, most of the professional soldiers that we started with this war with are gone. It was this war. He goes and and if you go you think about any war, that's worth fighting in the defense of your territory. That's how in history it always goes down. This war starts starts being fought with professional soldiers, and bankers, teachers, and artists finish it. And what he's talking about is people rising up and volunteering and and training in it, citizen soldiers. Citizen soldiers. Yeah, this is this is the story of American World War Two. Yeah. Uh, Ambrose. Um, Ambrose' book is yeah, Stephen Ambrose' book, right? Um, so he makes that point, but one of the things, like you know, that that's depressing when you think about the Russian people and how they see themselves is a number of the videos that, like, and yeah, I've I've seen them there because they're not up close. Uh, I would never watch something up close like that, and you don't know what to kind of expect. But there's been a lot of drone video capture in these counteroffensive with a lot of these guys. These Russian soldiers will get wounded or they'll get kind of pinned down, and these guys just just kill them to shoot themselves with their assault rifles. And and it's kind of this question of like, wow, like, that's what has been conditioned in you, that you're like, well, if I if I'm not able to do this, then I might as well just be dead, like. In somebody, like somebody wrote wrote a comment on one of these things was like, you come to a you come to a foreign land, to slaughter their people and take their land, and when you they stand up and fight, and you can't do it. Your only out is to take yourself out. Like, how, what little value of life that culture must, you know, cultivate. cultivate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is the problem with dictators. This is the problem with having someone, like... Feed you Putin a narrative. Yeah, yeah, feed and you a narrative the, the for constant decades. constant steady of propaganda for decades. It's like, if, if... And this is something that, you know, we've alluded to in the past, here and in our personal lives, is if you don't think propaganda works... You know, look at you can look at the current Russian state. And listen, plenty of propaganda working on us as well. I'm just saying, like, if in this context, let's look at Russia, that is being fueled by this propaganda. Well, but yeah,
0: and that's my biggest fear. And we're, we're going to transition over to this right here and talking about this town hall and a lot of the audience that was, that was there, which I think was also a setup as well, To what well, we know it was a setup as more information comes out about this structure of this town hall. But, um, <clears throat> you know when you can't constantly tell people that they need to be afraid and that danger and death and somebody trying to hurt you is around every corner and all the undesirables are trying to take you and take everything you have. If you get to a point where, you know, you feel like you don't, there's, there's not much there for you or you're not successful in the moment. Like really, what is the value of continuing to live in a world if that's true? Who wants to live like that with, the rats closing in from every angle. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be on my terms than theirs. I mean, and that's, that's the scary part is you can get people literally not only to devalue other other lives so that you're willing to take them and do whatever you need to do in the name of whatever this authoritarian wants, but then your own. Yeah. Right. And being able to see that you've been used. Well, what the,
1: what, what the Russian people have already sacrificed, I think, leading up to this would be virtually unacceptable in... A Western perspective, right? Yeah. I don't think we would have put up with Putin's antics for, well, I'm not saying we wouldn't have if we were conditioned like they have been in terms of For propaganda. decades, yeah. Yeah, you you end up just going along to get along. But, I mean, <laughs> we had a pretty, uh, I would argue, a pretty fair uh, election in 2020, and we still have people saying that that's not the case. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're ready to go to blows over it. Right, even, right. Yeah. And these folks haven't probably had a, a straight election since the turn of the... Let's, you know, turn
0: no, yeah, I, I mean, he, I. Gorbachev was right, man, and before he passed away, and just how, um, just how absolutely gutted he was, because you watch this country and these people so close, to having an opportunity to have access to things, um, come into
1: the fold in their society,
0: and it's all just been thrown away, and for and for and for nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about for nothing. resource potential, economic potential cultural potential i mean the the russian people have already contributed tons to 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 the world and i mean in every aspect arts resources the the problem is is they've they they're and 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 maybe maybe the west is culpable to some extent of not knowing how to accept i mean if you have an enemy for nearly 70 years right How do you just simply throw down your weapons and go, hey guys, we're gonna be best friends now? I mean, there was that short period of time where they're part of the G eight, they're part of all these things that we we communicate with other nations and how we communicate with other nations is usually through economic and trade, right? Right. And we never really did that with Russia. We never really brought them into the fold. We did it on energy. That was mostly for the benefit of Western Europe. Right. We but mostly Western technology, right? And but we never like that. That's where we where we maybe failed in terms of hey, here's the olive branch. Let's bring you into the fold. But it was so easy for them to also backslide into that. I'm going to oversimplify here. That villain sort of, you know, right. anti Western sort of. Uh, when things got rough domestically, right? You always see this. Putin goes to blaming the West. Blaming right. the West, right? And there was already an infrastructure for that, a propaganda infrastructure of, yes, West, the West is, West is evil. Right. And we bought into it, too, in terms of, like, you know, yeah, dude, the Russians are just doing what the Russians do. Right. And so this paradigm never really got erased. Right. And we never set up a new paradigm. And I'm not saying it's our fault. Everyone has agency. I'm just saying Russia could have done some heavy lifting itself to be but like, yeah. hey, dude, what am doing?
0: We, it. You look back as far as it goes. I mean, the mm. last time that you really had Russia in the fold... Uh, you know, off their own desire was, you know, Catherine the Great and Peter the Great. And you look at how, you know, what a kind of uh, cataclysmic shift that was. And and some of the internal, like, if you do any, like, study of in the history, you know, cultural history of Russia, like, just even, like, in the dress of men and beards and things like this and, and kind of what kind of push and pull there was, in that era um you know and kind of what it represented so there's there's always been that mistrust uh between the east and the west and are you trying to erase our culture Um that goes back to you know you're looking at the 1700s and shit dude so well, oh,
1: probably even further back than yeah that.
0: further back than that yeah. but i mean like when when <clears throat> catherine and peter the great made that shit to look west and yeah. to to try and modernize, and yeah,
1: Russia has been in that geographically weird spot of whether right. or not they're Europeans or whether they're part of the East or right. Or, and, and and Russia, you know, argues and I'd say argue they they actually do this to some extent very well that they are a unique culture that they are of course both, they're not West or East they're just right smack dab right there. In the
0: and, and the fact that you said that I want to take a moment just to clarify because I don't want to I I don't want to seem completely like you know hateful. Yeah, like. It's not the the culture. Culture of Russia is actually a really interesting and a beautiful thing. Like of the of the Russian people.
1: Oh yeah, the <laughs> supportive of conflict. When, when
0: I when I yeah when I was talking about culture, yeah. I'm talking about modern, the modern autocratic, uh, this regime of Putin and what they've slowly the the fear and the hate and the propaganda that they've propagated on their own people, um, in terms of like erasing education or er, erasing within their own society uh alternative thought
1: um well alternative quote-unquote people like people yes I remember around the olympics the whole lbgt right, thing right. was coming up and how they were being treated i mean this is a good point of why people report on the the mistreatment of already marginalized people i mean just by numerical right they're marginalized Um, The reason why that's important is because societies and cultures are typically judged, at least historically, on how they treat the most uh,
0: vulnerable
1: vulnerable and most marginalized groups. It used to be, remember, the the Tocqueville, right, Right. Democracy in America, was a book about, originally was a book about how America treats its prisoners. Because there was, you know, there's a really, and this is obviously before sociology was a discipline, but there's a really good line in sociology where you can really tell a lot about a culture that how they treat their old people and how they treat their prisoners and how they treat their children. Yes. And, you know, so it's kind of important when you hear about, Hey, child labor laws are going to be laxed in, in certain States. Right. Or we're going to roll back LGBTQ uh, rights because they are, you know, not our values. This right. is not the expression of how we want to be seen in the world. Right. And if you were paying attention to Russia through the regime of, say, Putin, you've seen a lot of those stories come out of Russia where vulnerable people, and I'm not just talking about from the LBGT community, I'm talking about um, ethnic, uh, minority ethnics and stuff like uh, Chetnian. The Chetnians, Chetnians... Chechens it's, There you go it's, it's early in the morning 24 please, hours yep. um, You're seeing all that And you're like This is the reason Why you see those In your newspapers It's not necessarily Propaganda It's somebody telling you Hey this is kind of Important to know so Because If he's doing this 15-20 years ago This might explain What he's doing in Ukraine Yeah the
0: Uyghur in China uh, um, Yeah I mean and, and let's take that for a second right because that authoritarian bastardization of culture which inevitably happens it happens in every dictatorship throughout history we're seeing it with authoritarian elements within our own country in states where um you know political party that is is flirting with authoritarianism uh is doing these things and passing these laws to you know we, we talked about it before either you're passing laws that help people Allow them to be supported and to grow and to be protected. Or you pass laws that diminish and take rights away from people. And it's pretty easy to see. And you can wrap it up or frame it however you want to. But whenever you start limiting things and access to things, you're taking things away from people. You're saying, you you don't have the responsibility or the freedom to be able to access that. So we're going to stop you from doing that. Uh, whether that has to do with you know whether you can overturn an election you don't like, um or you know you don't like certain things being in, in books being in school or, or words being said so um yeah i mean that's my biggest fear that's just the
1: beginning of whether well, or not you don't like people existing right that's
0: my biggest fear is we have that same propaganda here and that same mentality and i'm watching large swaths of our culture fall into that mindset and start to believe it and so that's that's very frightening.
1: So okay. Like we yeah. About.
0: So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk uh, a little bit about uh, the CNN town hall meeting with Trump, if you can call it that, um, and then we'll let you guys go for the day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Moderate Majority with James, Zach, and our unpaid intern, Dusty Bottoms. Say hi, Dusty. Hi. Uh, this is our episode 13 of season two. Hey. Under the scope of nuance, uh, polls, the media, and perceptions, part two. Zach,
1: you had something to say about last week's poll that we were doing.
0: Yeah, just going to touch on real quick. We need to, it was funny. Like, we, I, I, I think I, at some point I was like, oh, and I'm going to throw a curveball here, but I don't buy this shit at all. Turns out that um, that poll was done by, uh, it wasn't actually ABC Washington Post. They paid for the, basically to slap their name on it. But there's a lot of criticism by other pollsters out there. And in a lot of these articles and these interviews, they said, you know, I'm, I'm really, I don't oftentimes criticize other polls because this is what we do. But apparently, uh, small sampling size, um, 25% of the respondents in this like thousand person poll was landline, which skews overwhelmingly uh Republican or conservative. Yeah. Um, then they did like only ce- cell phone only, I uh, like as in people who only own cell phones was a specific group. And just to give a perspective, like most of their polls, their landline percentages range between like nine and 13%. So it was like almost double. So it, and then they weighted, apparently they they did something like really unscientific and they weighted on top of that factors that weren't even part of the dynamic of the makeup of the typical um, demographic of the U.S. <laughs> and so it ended up with, with fudging numbers, uh, a lot of these articles said like a, almost a 4% like error plus or minus, which they said at that point is so large that really even putting this thing out there is useless because... Um, and then they also made a point that there was like eight other polls that had come out. They have like Biden up on Trump in perspective, like if the election were held today by like two to three points yeah. across all, and they were like middle of the
1: road, liberal, conservative one. At some point, there was like seven points difference between the two. Yeah, in yeah.
0: Categories. So um, that's but, pretty. That's pretty far. But 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 the other thing that was said is that like the, the they the comment is that the old CEO of. Uh, I believe, is was the Washington Post you know had at one point said I'll never do political polls, and they're worthless being this early out because all it is is trying to craft perception and shape what the vote voting public is going to do, and then you know the company nowadays is doing that, and they said it's just um, but but what I thought was interesting after the fact and reading those articles and that criticism towards that poll is it really kind of dug into what we're trying to talk about with nuance on the scope because if you go back and you listen to that episode, which was our one right before this, which we literally just released minutes before we started recording this one. Um, they won't know that, though. They won't. Yeah. They won't know that because when we release this, although they'll be released pretty close together because I won't forget again while I'm working this mm. week. Or I might. <laughs> um, but is that is it like we had a really visceral reaction? M- uh, me, like vocally... James Moore in his body language and his mentality when he left <laughs> left the podcast when we just walked out and we're just like what the fuck like and so if you got two guys like us that are as versed and kind of paying attention to politics American politics as we are and really can't be pushed off of our responsibility as citizens in this country in terms of like showing up to vote regardless well, of that, what's going and also on. people
1: who have cultivated their values over a period of time and have given it some thought right? And have talked it out and but it, have but if argued we, it out. if
0: we can listen to that and be as dejected and upset as we were somebody that's not as in as uh strong and like keyed in. Or some keyed people in. don't
1: they're casual yeah you know casual if you if, if if of, you're
0: yeah landscape. if you, exactly casual if you are not as strong in your civic response, you know, don't feel as str- as strongly about your civic responsibility in terms of going out to vote.
1: Your political values are middle of the road. You could go either way. Yeah, you're not. Way. You're not. You don't have like a. You're str- not an ideal. Yeah, you uh, don't have a
0: strong foundation, or yeah. you're not sure where you sit on a lot of things. You're ain't falling into any of those three larger categories, and something like that can really push you very strongly in one direction or another, or simply to not participate.
1: Yeah, because if you if you're seriously one of those people who are is a casual observer, going, F- I can't do this with Trump anymore. I don't want to do this with Trump anymore, and and here he is, and he's leading, and it leads people to apathy. To I mean, I at one I point, quit. at yeah. one point, Luke, I fucking I give up. Like, obviously, this is what people want, and I I can't stop the tide. Like, well, you feel like you're literally like I've done this metaphor before. You're you're the only guy in the Titanic trying to save it with he, the Dixie cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and it's I go back to the episode we did in season one where we talked with Jess about um you know the the leak on the abortion ruling that ended up you know being obviously exactly true. Re- th- obviously <laughs> true was this idea that like this is my rights this is my body and she said you know very openly multiple times on that issue like what's the fucking point of continuing to fight because we always get railroaded we always lose and so you know that that is what this does, and that's why we kind of like went back and named it and are going to talk about now transition over this CNN's town hall of Trump is when you have the media not doing their job in informing their citizenry and reporting on facts and letting people know what isn't true when it comes up or what lies are, uh, when you have polls being stamped with approval and put out there to create news, well James will throw this that that quote up there a little bit later here what you really have have is you have the the mechanism of which uh, a lot of people go to 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 help form an opinion on this type of stuff or to learn you have their perceptions being shaped and crafted and molded in a very specific but also a nefarious way and i don't even mean that by like either a liberal or a conservative perspective i mean that in like you are creating a narrative it's not true to
1: it's not organic
0: creates sensationalized organic. content responses and visceral responses that that i would argue are destructive to democracy and therefore destructive to us as a people but anyway let's transition over to what i think was a huge disservice to democracy and that was CNN's town hall with Donald Trump this week in new hampshire
1: yeah so i think the way we should approach this is Obviously, by now everybody's either heard about this town hall or has seen it or has seen clips on it. Uh, I'm gonna be honest; I didn't watch it live. Um, I've probably subsequently watched it in the whole because I've seen clips. Um, I know it's hard to to do uh, to to actually see what's what's going on. I've I have not sit down and watched it from you know ear to ear. I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna do that because I, I've seen the. I've seen enough of it to know what it was about. And I'm not saying that this is... I'm not trying to be scientific here. I'm just a citizen, too, having an emotional response to this thing. So, the first thing I want to ask is, should have, and I think you touched on this, but should have CNN even put this thing together? Now, let me talk about what was put together. We get CNN asking Trump to come on for a town hall. You look at the audience. The audience is made up of 400 people, right, of either people who are voting for Trump strongly or independents who are leaning right into Trump. It was all Trump, it was Trump supporters. So it was Trump supporters. It wasn't was, know, a town hall. This wasn't a true town yeah, hall. in fact that you, had, you just bring people in. You bring the people community. in. It's not curated. That The crowd is not curated right. to to for any person's position or any person's political affiliation. It's just folks saying, I want to be a part of this. And we just
0: found out, it just broke within the last 24 hours that for CNN to be able to... Uh, for Trump to, and his team to, to agree to this, that the <clears> kind of cultivated <throat> group of people that were brought in were not allowed to boo, so you could only applause or cheer if you were going to have a, a reaction from the crowd.
1: So I guess the question is: is should this should that I mean, with that with that information being there, um, <laughs> should we have even? Should, it's it's
0: not a town hall. It's fucking staged. It's a It's sta- it's a, it's, a, it's like a MAGA rally. It's a it's rally that's
1: given CNN stamp of approval.
0: Right, and so so my answer to that question, or my and I'll you can go back and yours is is no is absolutely not you know, and and there's a lot of people that are calling for licks firing, and saying he needs to step down. Uh, you have a quote that he he made in response to this, which I'll let you bring up. I guess after I shut up here on my thought on it, but
1: I would not get to the whole quote. I'll the, just the, tell you a part yeah,
0: of it. Yeah, this. This is not educating uh, viewers. They CNN did an interview with uh, a group of eight Trump supporters or people who voted for Trump last time, and they said, "Did this? Did this? You know, did did you feel like this town hall made Trump look any better?" And nobody raised their hand. Did this town hall make him look any worse? And nobody raised their hand. Do you have the same opinion you had of him before? Everybody raised their hand. Like. You're not moving the needle. There's no needle move. We're not educating anybody here. And and my thing is, like, with a fictitious staged group, you have him calling Caitlyn Collins... Nasty. A nasty person. Which he only does to women. The crowd cheering. Yeah. And so many... And as somebody said after the fact, so many lies. Jake Tapper, as soon as they closed off, is like, there's so many lies there we don't even have time to, now on our show after the fact to fact-check everything. But as somebody said, after the fact, outside of the organization, do it. what we've found is that lying in real time repetitively works. And the fact that CNN allowed that to happen for three million people to go to their network, of which they had higher ratings for that than Fox and MSNBC during that time slot for the first time in forever. Just like, the disservice to like all that that did. And then and then. To a man who should have, honestly, if, if CNN had any type of ethical standards, journalistic, the guy had just been convicted days before on sexual the assault. The day before, I believe. The day it before on sexual assault and defamation. Well, he's, he was, be
1: accurate, he was, he was found to be held liable to of defaming this woman and also sexual mis, misconduct.
0: Right, okay, so we'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, that's legally. That's, so the, that's, the, like that's, that's fuck, the legally, that's like the, that's, that's, like so I, I defer, yeah. I take withdraw my statement. And and put it you know in, in the hands there of Jimmy, um, and then proceeded to defame the woman for actually the majority of the town hall. They very they got to very little content. It was all election lies. You're not going to get content. Defaming the woman. Yeah. We got we we heard three things of the things that people might actually care about. Non-committal statement on abortion.
1: Well, no, he said he would consider a national bank. Yeah,
0: but non-committal. non-committal Considering line, yeah. it, but like yeah, definitely going towards crazy town.
1: Yeah. Two. Uh, yeah, which is a reversal like, of his own position.
0: I, I, I'm going to end the war in Ukraine in 24 hours, which is a load of shit. Nobody fucking respects this guy. He's a fucking joke on the, on the foreign stage. Uh, I think European leaders, after Biden was elected, came out in droves to
1: say that. I think you're summing it up. Oh, I think you're summing up the whole thing. Sorry, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> saying, ahead of I'm just saying there's like, saying that, just, okay, yeah,
0: go ahead. You take over. No, what, I'm just, not trying to take over. I'm, I'm just trying off. to say. I'm like, saying take over your response. It's total should. trash. Total trash. No, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, I don't think that CNN... Okay, here's here's my problem with CNN. I understand they're a news organization. There's a couple lists. Are, are they still? Under no, licks? no, 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 no. But in the United States, they're a cable news organization, yeah, well, which hopefully it's go. going to the way of the dodo. And I hate to say this, but this is one of the things that the internet has done to newspapers, I think, is now going to do to cable news. I think cable news is so partisan and so just trashy. It's almost... It's like worse than watching a... Like you know, Days of Our Lives soap operas. So let me it's just
0: Jerry Springer, dude. Like, it is. It's not Jerry Springer. It's reality politics, show bullshit. Yeah. So
1: let's just say this: like any, anybody who's worth their salt is not going to probably watch. I mean, you have to watch cable news because it's the only one that's twenty-four hour based. And I think we've talked in the past in this show about how time bullshit the stuff, a twenty-four hour news organization yes. is because. I've always said this very cynically. We're just not that interesting as a group, as a species. Yeah, I mean, we ha- you have to you, have to, you have to, really start creating content in order right. for you to report on content. And that's exactly the quote that Zach was alluding to. Is the is the CEO of of of, of CNN, you know, head of the news division, saying that there was he's 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 defending having Trump on by saying that that there was a hell of a lot of news news created during this thing. And so Zach and I were saying like, and when we were talking earlier off the show, like, dude, that's not your fucking job, your job is to create, to create news. news you I, mean, I don't need a news creator. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, at this point, I, I, mean, I mean, Fox. That's a stone throw away saying job. Creator
0: yeah, yeah. To, Fox, Fox News just lost
1: a lawsuit. Yeah. Because they were creating they were news, news, creators. news. Yeah, news so creators. So this and is and your new model? Then I don't want any part of it. But I should go on the record now saying that I haven't watched CNN for a very long time. Because I don't think there's a lot of people worth their salt on there. I don't learn anything other than every once in a while I will see Tapper and Tapper really kind of. I, I to me Tapper jumped the shark when he was uh, talking oh. to a cinema.
0: Oh, I got just
1: it. yeah there could have been a much harder interview there you know, so should have should it should it ha- have this sh- 24 hours again guys <laughs> should we have had this CNN Trump rally slash town hall. Slash uh, you know, circle jerk, yeah, mag- circle, circle, circle going j- on going on here. Um, no, I don't think we should have because the tw- what the media has not learned from itself in twenty sixteen. Oh, they look at they're looking to capitalize Trump. Trump capitalized on so much free media. I think Bernie Sanders' campaign came out and even broke it down. Like of all the free media you're giving this guy, I'm having to pay hundreds of millions of fucking dollars for. bud. yeah, you know, like they they gave him so much free shit. And they were just so enamored with his dysfunction and so enamored that n- everybody just looked at this. Right. And they were part and parcel of creating this of
0: this, this monster. Well, look, look, here's the deal, right? What it comes down to is this move by CNN, in my opinion, is, a, is a direct response to the uh, vacancy that is appearing with Fox in the wake of this uh, Dominion lawsuit and the ones, Smartmatic, and the ones that are going to follow and what what most of us that are paying attention were hoping for was this was going to be the smack across the face that was going to be the the shot across the bow, like straighten up and fucking fly right and start doing your job and reporting the news. What did CNN do in the media say this? Let's be Fox News and take and well, take that and take that audience. viewership. And I read and I read yesterday that there was a suggestion that that Carol. Should sue for defamation, Donald Trump again. again, and in that lawsuit, add CNN because they provided a platform knowingly, know they, knowing yeah. that this is where it was going to happen, yeah. and that they didn't weren't, they didn't refute it and they allowed this <clears throat> they allowed this this platform to take place. And you know what? Typically, that wouldn't be me, but I'm like, clearly the message didn't get out, get out. So fucking yeah, do it and nail CNN to the wall and take yeah. some money from them. Because this is what has to happen. If this is the society we live in now, where it's this, and but we're all litigious and shit, and it's all about tort law and all that fucking bullshit, then you know what? I guess Use that's it. the only fucking language we understand. Yeah. So if I these, the com- if these we companies were... are going to do this,
1: then let's fucking Holy penalize Bible. them every single goddamn time. I think what we were hoping time. for, Zach, is that we were hoping that, that this would be a wake-up call for Fox News and they would eventually come into the fold yes that's idealistic no and that is that is something I think the, a lot of Americans were thinking okay Tucker's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gone yeah. the news division isn't terrible there's some nuts and bolts there that are, you know you can hang on to except for your little uh, uh, bear uh, analogy you, you were talking to us uh, a couple days yeah, ago yeah a bunch of his
0: text got text out and found out, out the bear was in on all of this shit yeah. he was the good cop and Tucker was the bad cop yeah. and was talking about how releasing the, the information about Arizona going to Biden early was bad for the business model I will say this though just because I always like to give credit where I do I did watch Comer go on and just give his complete bullshit. Like we found no evidence that Biden committed any of this fraud stuff, but we but Biden committed this fraud in and, and Ducey. But Ducey of all people Yeah, Deucey was like yeah. Oh, that's a load of shit You're just yeah. lying You found nothing you found So nothing. you can sit here and say this But you're just completely yeah. This is all just speculation That's sort of morning show, right? Yeah The, the, the um, five yeah. Or, yeah. Right? I don't yeah. I mean, know You're just like, five, like morning hey, Joe or something Maybe yeah. in small levels This is that that That's news that's what a journalist is supposed to do. When you bring somebody on and they just fucking lie and calling them out, you say that's a lie. You're that's literally not true. lying right now. Oh, that's, that's not, not true. true. Every you can. So I, let's gonna, move on. Yeah, we're moving on the, because I'm going to keep. Lying, I don't
1: need to fact. I mean, you do need to fact check people if you call them a liar. I agree with that. But the the very fact check is that what they've just said is not true. Right. But we have no definitive like organization out there that. That is wholly honest in this sea of just bullshit. Right. But let me get back to my paradigm. We were hoping that Fox News would eventually come into the fold and be less fucking Foxy. But, and CNN, obviously, their draw towards the middle, right? Which was always kind of an odd thing to me. Because your bread and butter was always like the culture wars too, just on the left. Right. You were just the flip side of Fox News, basically. You were going that way. So I understood the business decision. The business decision like, let's get back to the nuts and bolts of news. Totally understood that. Very supportive of it. But if this is your translation of what is news, when we actually, all we're seeing is you're trying to grab for Fox Fox viewership because Fox viewers are pissed and they're not going to Fox anymore. But newsflash to CNN, you're not going to get those guys. You're not going to get the reasonable people watching CNN. There are no reasonable people I, left. Yeah, they've I gone mean, to OAN. They've gone, they've gone further to this. Backs. make Yeah, to these things that make them feel good Like because we're all wanting to consume things that make us feel good. Tucker's
0: Twitter time. And I've
1: really had to struggle with this. The fact that Trump being on there... It's, he obviously doesn't speak my language. Was I just pissed off because he wasn't speaking to me and CNN was platforming him? This is where I landed on that. CNN has big has has had a really decent time propagating the the culture wars on the left. You know this whole cancel culture type stuff, right? That they'll they'll even talk about you know et cetera et cetera. You had a guy who was just convicted of sexual, of not convicted but held liable for defaming and sexual misconduct, and the very next day you have him on.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're sitting there going, that is hypocrisy at its highest at its highest fucking level. When you're calling, when you're like, when your op-ed people are calling for people to be deplatformed, you are you are platforming somebody who who you would have who have you argued lesser folks be de-platformed well that was the best you're part, a piece of shit that was That's the wrong. best
0: part of the day after that their op-ed people slash analysis people yeah. were, were platforming to have their own CEO and their own organization de-platformed yeah for the
1: town hall yeah. so so Anderson Cooper's Mia culpa like and, and I want to get to this really oh, quick he's, he's talking about how and and listen, it was good. It was fine. His his little like you know, hey, listen, I understand that you're pissed off. I understand, it was a letter from the CEO for him to read. I understand. No, no, no. It, it, he had some analysis, and he said, listen, it's fifty percent of the you know half the Americans who were in that that crowd makes up half of America. Well, last time I checked, seventy like seventy million people voted for Trump, but about thirty thirty five million are his diehard supporters. Zach, based on numbers, is that half of America? Nope. No, it's not half of them. Barely America. even
0: over ten percent of them. So
1: stop, fe- stop feeding this line of bullshit that fifty, fifty to fifty-one or fifty-two percent of Americans are for Trump. Right. Stop feeding this narrative right. that and, he has and, that level of support. And, it was an election where there was only two choices, and there are some people who lean right that just said, "Fuck, I can't a do it." Democrat. Pe- and a lot of people That's not support for Trump, and, and a lot lawsuits.
0: of the people that voted for that guy are doing so because they have been lied to again and, and again and, and misled. Yeah, and the narrative.
1: Yeah. So I think it's better to say that we're not going to go item by item and talk about Trump's lies at all, because I don't want to do that, and I know we only have a few more minutes left. But the one thing that I, I will finish, and let's finish it up, because it's like, what else are we going to fucking talk about, buddy? Right, You know? yeah. So let's so here's where I want to finish it up. This is what, the take that I think I gave you the day after. Maybe I wasn't talking to you, I don't know. Um, How dare you, you son of a bitch. There was somebody asked me what what I thought of it, and I hadn't seen it yet, and so I watched some of it, and... And this is what I said. This was my true response. If you didn't think that Trump was... And I'm being honest here, and I I don't want to lose anybody who is on the fence on this. If you didn't think Trump was mentally disturbed prior to this town hall... <laughs> and I'm being 110% serious here, guy. CNN gave him a platform to massage his sort of street cred. His, like, hey, listen, his, to do maybe his mia culpa. Like, let's do a rerun really quick. Hey, Trump, what do you think about 2020 election? You know what the guy, all, all he had to say was actually capture some real independence? Hey, listen, I don't want to look, talk about 2020. I understand it's a mess and there's some legal issues. I can't really talk about it. I'm more interested in 2024. A polished, reasonable human being, not even a polished politician, but a reasonable human being who wants to win over people, that's what they would say. Ron DeSantis, you mean? That's what they would say. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to look at 2024. Let's not talk about it. No, no, no. He didn't do that. He doubled, tripled, quadrupled fuck himself all the way into 2020 was a lie. 2020 was a complete rigged election. Yeah. It was a lie. It was the worst election ever held. This guy has never moved. He can't, Not Because he can't be
0: a loser, dude. If he stops talking about then he admits he's no, a loser. No, but the, just hear
1: me out. That. I know. That is fucking sick. I know. This whole E... was Is there any names? E Jean Carroll? Or yeah, yeah. The, the whole fiasco. I mean, come on, man. It's like, you... You're held liable for defaming someone, so you just go ahead and double down on defaming. It's like you don't understand the definition of the word, no, guy. They just, the Supreme Court,
0: uh, just local court, just ruled that he has to sit down and have the court explain to him what it means to not reveal information from the upcoming case and depositions right. on social media. Right. He literally has to appear and have somebody sit there and say, this is what you can't
1: do. Yeah.
0: Line by line.
1: Musk has a Twitter sitter uh, from the SEC. But I'll just say this. Um, Furthering the point, when he's asked about the Georgia phone call, first off, he says the Georgia phone call never happened. Yeah. Well, 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 Do we have a tape? And this is when she becomes a nasty woman, when she just says, no, we've heard the tape, dude. I didn't say find to like whatever, how many votes he needed. I mean, you know, we need to we need to get them cuz you know, it's, I can't remember the language that he used. It doesn't matter cuz it was all bullshit and a fucking lie. What I'm saying is this guy can't. He is incapable of moving past himself. Like well, there is a narcissism to him that is not only clinical, pathological, it is fucking dangerous. Well, yeah,
0: it's it's dangerous, it's pathological, but the other thing is is it's also dangerous to him. Cuz one of the immediate follow-ups afterwards was how he Literally basically incriminated himself on the classified documents situation. Yeah. <laughs> she asked him questions that in the middle of a case an investigation, nobody, every lawyer in America like, was just like
1: I can't answer those Jesus
0: buttons. Christ and just fucking like more shit than he's ever revealed before. Uh yeah, I took him, I could have him. Uh, maybe I showed him to some people. The boxes were out there, but it's not me.
1: Yeah. It's like dude, it's but this is what I don't understand. It's bizarre, <laughs> and to watch those people clap and, and just cheer. oh and cheer, oh, it, and reminded, it reminded cheer. me of a fucking infomercial from the eighties, like from the you know the the juice weasel. Like, well, did, hey, dude, I, this
0: is sick. I loved it. Somebody went on. Somebody went on and took stills of the cheering when he was defaming Carol and making fun of, a, you know, somebody who's been victimized by sexual assault, and these people were like cheering and laughing. Yeah. Somebody took stills. From the crowd on the sides of the rows of the people laughing, and post it like these are people that you may or may not know who think that a woman being sexually assaulted is hilarious. That's cool. And I was like, "Well
1: done." Yeah. But that's cancel culture.
0: No, that's no. But you understand what I'm that, saying?
1: That's this that's, is this is you can't say anything. That's, this that's, is against free speech. That's no. This is that's no. Who these people? I I really totally agree are. with you. But that and how how then you can make up your. That's the... they're, they're encapsulating. Trying to hold people like and listen, cancel culture is tearing down libraries. You have the right to say what you moving books. I did it. I'm one hundred percent behind you. You have a right to say what you want to say, but there's a consequence to what you pills, say. pills—that's cancel culture. That's that's what I'm saying. There's a consequences to what you say.
0: So, but but I I just want to and we we do have to wrap up here. But I want to say on that cancel culture note, and I know that this is jumping the shark a little bit, but I think it proves it makes a point. And this is nuance, and I'll say it again: cancel culture. Is tearing down libraries, pulling books from shelves, stopping certain classes from being had, not allowing people to say certain words.
1: Limiting freedom. L- yeah. Cancel, stopping, canceling literal freedom. Yeah,
0: stopping transparency for the public on knowing where a government official is going, what trips he's taking, and who he's paying to go with. Taking away an access to an abortion pill. Taking away access to health care rights for women. That's... Cancel culture. That's literally canceling things and saying, you don't get to have them. Showing somebody else who somebody really is and saying, look, this is what this person thinks is funny. It's accountability. This is accountability. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Telling so- showing somebody who they really are in that moment, whether it's on video or whatnot, that's accountability. And in accountability, so, society, your clients, your neighbors, whatever it is, they get to decide how they feel about that. Yeah. And you have the right to explain it away. Yeah, when
1: you put that Trump's um, placard on your lawn or you put a Biden placard on their your lawn, you're giving tacit approval to what they're saying. When you, hold,
0: when you, when you fly your flag upside down, two, two yeah. houses
1: down. You have to defend it. That's, that's, you're making a statement you have to now defend. Yeah. So you can't just say it and, say, and walk away saying it's my right to say it. You're, in, you're entering into a public debate. When yeah. you do things this way. And you should be able to defend I, yourself. I, I and maybe the reason why you find it difficult to defend yourself is because you're defending a really, really, really bad things. Yeah. Just And listen, for anybody who's out there who watched this, there isn't a lot of nuance in this episode because there wasn't a lot of nuance in terms of what I, was said.
0: I think there actually is a lot
1: of nuance. am I'm, I'm just breakdown. saying in terms of just breaking it down. Yeah. I'm just saying... There wasn't a lot of nuance, and there isn't a lot of nuance of Trump. He doesn't allow nuance. He doesn't allow it in the room. It's black or white. Right. It's either it was rigged. I didn't lose. It was rigged. Or you know, uh, these people are They're all political operators. That no, have there's, to no, get there's, no, there's no. There's no. There is there, literally no room. And, for, and, I, and having,
0: for these, having these, having these Q and As with so these supporters if you felt
1: sickened by it. You weren't the only one. We're all going through this together.
0: Yeah. I mean, in Q&A for supporters afterwards, there's never going to be nuance in those responses either. Well, no. then why do you support him? Well, I just, uh, you know. Just he zero, says things I like.
1: There's zero nuance. What part? All of it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I watch this. I, I'll share this anecdote with you. I watched this I watch this interview with some, with, a, with a guy. I think it was a Clepper. A a yeah, you friend. should.
0: Get, and by the way, guys, check out Clepper. He goes to a lot of these places. Now, if you want to know what people who are voting for this guy in the base... Yeah really think and their he's their lack of nuance like please, he's with his with, he's
1: with his daughter and his friend and this is years back This is like one of the first ones he's done and he says you know they said what do you like so much about trump and he's like you know you know he, and he said you know grab him by the pussy quote and he's with his daughter and he goes listen he goes you know um yeah who wouldn't who wouldn't want to grab him by the pussy you know and he's, just, and he's like your daughter's right here you yeah. know and he's like well yeah he goes she probably should have closed her ears it's like That's not the point. Yeah, (laughs) you know the you know the 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 truth is out. Like you know people do these these weird things. The deposition of Trump, talking about a star being able to do terrible things to women just by the very nature of being a star. Yeah, Yeah. and that being, what do you say? Either fortunately or unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's like he doesn't have a position on that. Like it's fortunate or unfortunate. I don't care what you think. It's just you know yeah you can grab by the pussy or you can you can sexually assault these people because you're a star.
0: Yeah,
1: it's. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, his town hall was mentally unhinged. And how,
0: and how, how dare you threaten to cancel me because I'm saying these right. disgusting Right. It's like, things. I have the
1: right to some moral righteousness saying that's just not right. I have, moral, moral I, yeah, I, I,
0: I have the right, right to be a fucking <laughs> disgusting human being and I, therefore, should have the right to continue to do that and then also lead you and do whatever I want to do. And I
1: should be able to say that how you're doing it is wrong. You shouldn't be able to hold people accountable for anything. Right. What, are we fucking living in a chaotic fucking world where no, there's no law and order? No, we are, because if there is law and order, then Trump is being held responsible.
0: The answer is yes. Yes, we are.
1: <laughs> All right, Jimmy, that's it for today. Yeah. Dusty. Niederlander. Yeah.
0: All right, well, he's tired. Clearly tired. All right, we will catch you guys next week.
1: Uh, yes.